Shabbat of Kufchaf Gimal, the last thing we were discussing was a person is allowed to take a hammer to uh, to open up walnuts. And we, Rav Yudah said they were talking about a hammer of walnuts. And Rabbah said that doesn't make sense. So it had to mean we take a hammer of a blacksmith and you use it to open up a walnuts. And why? Because Rabbah held a utensil, a kelish, a melachtol, a sword that I use for only uh, purposes that are asur on Shabbat. If I want to use it for something that is mutar, then I'm allowed to carry it. Like this blacksmith's hammer for walnuts. With that, we are starting Kuf Aleph, about the second line, which is Etiveh Abaya the Rabbah. Abaya asks Rabbah a question. Although the Maaseh, he holds like Rabbah, he just wants to see what he holds in the following Braita. Medocha, you have a grinder. A mortar or something that you grind stuff if there's garlic inside of it then you could carry it agav the shum meaning I'm carrying something mutar with uh, I'm carrying something asur but because it's something mutar something mutar is important and if there's no garlic inside we can't even uh, use it uh, if I want to sit on it even for something mutar and bottom line is, you see that klishim lachtod leisur, something that I use to, to do a melachalat asur, you're not allowed to carry it even for something mutar. Amar le, so Rabbi explains that by Hamani, who's that like? That's the Kabina Hamiyahi, Amar en keli nital ele letzorech tashmisho. You could only carry something for its specific use. So a grinding mortar or anything like that, all dafka for grinding, nothing else. But according to Hachamim, you're allowed to take it for something that's mutar. Okay, fine. Etive. Now, Betchamay Omrim, Enotlin Etali Ali is that uh, stick they use for grinding. Lekatsev Alav Basar. You wanna you wanna cut meat on it. You're not allowed. Betty Lelatirin. Betty allows it. And yes, the Mahashal and she take that uh, piece away. But uh, let's continue. Veshavin and Betchamay and Betty are in agreement. She im kitsev Alav Basar. She has told that if you already cut the meat on it, then you're not allowed to take it afterwards. Even the tzorek go for I want to use it for something mutar, because beti lel only allows you to cut meat on it. Tzorek yom tov, but after that nothing. Bottom line is, what do you see? Klishem machtol isur. You know how to touch. No savar the shenuyele kerbin hamia. Originally, Rabbi wanted to say also kerbin hamia that you can only hold something for whatever it's meant for. Kevan de shemale had amari hina naba shemayam shemed rav. But he didn't. He had a better answer. Instead of answering that, he answered like Rav Hanina Nabashal Meya in the name of Rav said, "Hakol modim Everyone agrees, right? Even even those who anyone, even Hachamim who argue on Rabbi Nachman, everyone agrees when it comes to the kelim that a person uses for uh, for painting and things like that. The chevan de kapid alaihu. A person, uh, the, the the painter is makpid that nobody touches it. It's for his business. He sets a place for them, and therefore no one's allowed to touch it, even for heter. And he answers, also you could say the grinding stuff, Nami, he sets a special place for it. And then, the allows you to carry it uh, for, for cutting meat, but in general, Asur, Itmar. Another reason. When we said you're allowed to use the hammer, we're talking about the goldsmith's hammer, and he wants it clean, he wants it perfect, so he, and he doesn't uh, want anyone to use it for anything else. 
However, as she says, also on the other hand, he's not totally saying no one can touch it. If for some stuff it would be mutar, he could always easily fix it. Now, bottom line is, we see that uh, if it's something that's asur, if you're going to use it for something that mutar, you're allowed. That's like Rabbah. Rav Sheman Barabah Basamim Shenin. We're talking about uh, uh, that hammer they used to crush uh, spices. You're going to use it for walnuts. Of course, the, the 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 goldsmith's hammer it has less importance than the one of the for the besamim. But the one who said that you let to carry the goldsmith's hammer, he dafka meant uh, the goldsmith's hammer, nothing else. But the besamim kapida alayu. But you don't want anyone crushing with the using the hammer they used to crush the, the spices because you're more makpi there. What's the reason? Because uh, if I'm crushing walnuts, then all of a sudden there's going to be residue over there. It's going to end up going in the spices, and my spices are going to smell uh, very off. The needles. I, I want to let's say I want to use it to pick fruit, uh, I want to, like a toothpick sort of thing. With for fruit, I want to use it like that. Tanra banan an unripe fig that a person buried in straw, or or I guess like a cake or a piece of bread that a per- you buried in coals. If part of it is like uh, revealed or exposed, you're allowed to move it on Shabbat, and if not, then you're not allowed to touch it on Shabbat. We're scared that you're gonna while you're moving the, whatever is mutar, you're gonna move uh, the the straw or the coals which are asur, and you're not you're not allowed to move the, those uh, things on Shabbat. Rabbi Azab ben Tadai says you could put the, the, that needle, the reed or the shuttle, whatever you want to call it, into the fig or into the cake that, that's buried, and you could take it out, and everything else falls off uh, on its own. So it sounds like the Savar of Nachman Tiltul Minatsad that carrying something from the side, meaning when I move something not the regular fashion, it's not called carrying. You have a radish in the ground. Uh, you you're, you put it in the ground and you have a little bit uh, revealed out of the ground. From top to bottom, meaning the wider part of the radish is closer to the top of the ground, like upside down. Then it's mutar uh, to take it out from the dirt. However, asir. But if it's the opposite, if the I guess the fatter part is more towards the ground, then it's asur. And the Chorat sounds like uh, the, your problem is that Rav Nachman was scared. You're going to pull the radish and you're going to move the dirt. And that's a problem. And the answer is, Hadar bin Rav Nachman Mahir. Rav Nachman uh, changed his mind. He doesn't hold like that anymore. He now holds that Tiltul Min Atzad should be Mutar. Mahachel Yad Litol Ba. We said to take a needle, a regular needle, and you want to take out a, th- a thorn. You have a needle, the top part where the eye is, where you put in the string, it broke off. Or or the bottom part of it with the, with the pointy is. Am I allowed to use it on Shabbat or not for, for take out a, a thorn? 
אמר לתניתו יסד, מאחד של יד ליטו בת הקוץ, וכי מה אכפת לך, לקוץ בין נקובה לבין שאינה נקובה, אולי זה דיפרנס, זה טהור לעניין שבת, לגבי שבת, תמידי דחזה בעיני, we need something that does the job. והענם יחזה על המשקלה בקוץ, and this does its job, it takes out thorns. אמר רבא, מאן דקמוטיב שפיר כמוטיב. רבא wants to argue on a bayah, רבא סעדת, רבא ברד, רבא asks a good question. לעניין טומאה לאו מנהו, לעניין שבת נעמי לאו מנהו. No, if it's not a keli legabe tum'an tahara, it's not a keli also legabe shabbat metive. Okay, then fine, here's the right time. Machat, we're going to ask on Rabbah. Machat, ben nekuva, ben shena nekuva, mutal tatela be shabbat. A needle, whether it has a hole or it doesn't have a hole in it, you'll have to carry it on shabbat. Velo amru nekuva, ele l'anyan tum'a bilvad, on this whole, the whole business in the needle, It only matters when it comes to Tum'an Tahara. It has nothing to do with Shabbat. Shabbat should be mutar. So Tergema Abaye, Abaye explained the Abraita, Eliba de Rabah, Begulme Askinan. We're talking about uh, needles that were not finished yet. Uh, they're not, so they're not Mechabel Tum'ah, but you're allowed to use it on Shabbat. Why? Zimnin Dimlach alayom meshevele. If I need it on Shabbat for anything, to take out a thorn, then I'll, then, then I'll make it a keli. Therefore, on Shabbat, I'm allowed to use it, even though it's not, uh, it's not Mechabel Tum'ah yet. But if a person, but if the, the, the eye or the, the, the pointy part breaks off that needle, I just, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's worthless, and I just throw it between the, uh, between the other pieces of metal that are worthless, and then uh, it's not even a keli, and therefore I can't even use it on Shabbat. And again, if you had machshava to use it, then chorat zakelin, you would be able to use it. Asube yenuka, fixing a baby's limbs to keep them straight, and they have Rabbi Hanel says just something with the tongue. Either way, Rav Nachman Nasir, Rav Nachman doesn't allow you to do it on Shabbat. It's like fixing Rav Sheshat Shari. Amar Rav Nachman, mina amin Allah. Why do I tell you it's asur? Ditanan, en osin apiktozin b'Shabbat. We don't do this thing called uh, uh, apiktoizin, uh, makes people throw up on Shabbat. Rav Sheshat, hatam You can't come and, and bring a proof from Shabbat because you're fixing yourself. Uh, no, there, that's not natural. Over here, it's natural. A kid is born, you, 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 uh, he's, he's a little bit out of shape. You put whatever you have to do to, to keep him straight. And again, uh, she explains that we're talking about something that has nothing to do with refuah, uh, otherwise that would totally be asur. Amar of sheshat, mena, mena, la, how do I know that it's mutat to fix the baby, ditanan, machat shal yadli told by takot. I'm allowed to take the needle, take out the thorn, and so you see, if it's nothing to do with refuah, then I'm allowed. The Rav Nachman, he will hold you now that I'll line the baby, different. Hatam, pakid, hacha, lo pakid. 
by the thorn, it's not naturally part of the body. It's like in the body, but not part of the body. And it's totally different rules over here. When you're fixing the baby's limbs, it's not something good that, that's not part of the body. It's mamash part of the body. And therefore, when you're putting them together and you're aligning them, it's like you're mamash fixing. Mishnah, kane shel zetim, a stick, a big reed or something that's used for, you know, they turn the olives. If there's like a cork or like a knot on the top of it, then it's mekabel tumah ve'im lav and mekabel tumah. If it doesn't have it, then it's not mekabel tumah. Ben kach or ben kach nital b'shabbat. Either way, you could use it on Shabbat. It's not mukzeh. So the Gemara asks, Am I pshutek le'ayetz or pshutek le'ayetz enan mekablin tumah? Why should it be mekabel tumah if it has a knot on top? It's a it's a wood uh, keli, and wood keli that is not mekabel anything, it can't hold something, is not mekabel tumah. So then, my tama, why should my tama? Why don't they get tuma? Do we have this sack? But it has to be like a sack which is able to hold something inside of it. So, but, but either way, the question is, why is it that if the, this big stick has a knot on top, why is it mekabel tuma? So Tana Mishemid Rabbi Nehamia, the writer says in the name of Rabbi Nehamia, b'sha'ashem apech bezetim, when when using it to turn the the uh, olives, hovcho veroebo, you you turn that knot upside down. There's a little like a cavity, a little hole over there. And, uh, you, you bring up uh, oil with it, and you're able to look or taste or whatever, and you're able to see if they're uh, ripe or not ripe, and you see that it is mekabel a little bit of something, and therefore it's mekabel tumah. The Mishnah says, Rabbi Yosi Omer, Kol HaKelim Nitalin Chutz Mina Mesra Gadol V'yated Shil Mecharesha. Rabbi Yossi says any keli could be moved except for a large saw or the blade part of a plow. It's uh, sharp and it's ready for use and no one wants it to be damaged and therefore you set it aside and you tell basically everyone don't touch it. The, the, uh, the sprinkler, it's like a copper spl- uh, sprinkler that, uh, that uh, laundry people use to spray water. It has the same din as the, the, uh, as the blade of the plow. I mean, nobody touch it. She, by the way, brings a different perush. It's uh, some sort of keli that, that with holes in it that you put the, the shirt on it. And uh, I guess you put coals under it with the samim and it makes it smell good. Rabbeinu uh, Hananel has a different girsat, uh, says ubla, which is a sort of like a stone or a rock that you put the clothing on when you're trying to do laundry on it. Okay, so this is a different type of thing, but the idea is uh, the same, that if uh, you uh, want it only for one specific use, no one's allowed to touch it. The, the shoemaker's knife, and the knife of either a butcher, a shahita knife, which is the axe of the carpenters, all these have the same deen as and nobody touch it. Tanra Banan Barishona, in the beginning, people were mezazel in uh, Isu. They were being very lenient, very light with the Isurim of Shabbat, maybe just Tiltul, according to some uh, Rishonim. And this was uh, before the Gzerot that we did on Muktzeh, and this and the Gzerot even that we did were, you know, I'll deny that another Betin can come be more lenient if they see fit. So now, Tanur Rabbanan Barishona, Hayu Omrin, Shelosha Kelim Nitanin B'Shabbat. Three Kelim, again, not Tosfor uh, explains, not Kelim uh, used for food, uh, not uh, not anything with uh, like a like a cup or a plate. 
those could for sure be. But we're talking about, uh, let's say, something without a bit kibul, something that can't hold something. So, three types of kelim uh, can be carried on Shabbat. The knife that we used to cut figs, a big spoon that, or big fork that you, uh, that you scrape off the bottom of the pot, and the small knife that you have on the table that's meant for eating purposes. So they were matir, then they were matir, and then they were matir. And until they said anything can be carried except a, a saw and uh, the, the knife of the plow. So now the Gemara has the question. What's all these heterim? Amar in the beginning, they only allowed something that is used for heter purposes. You're only allowed to use it, uh, meaning uh, to, to to actually use it. But if I need the, the place, I'm not allowed. So if I have a plate in my uh, chair, I can't pick it up. Because, but uh, only if I want to use the plate for food. The hazru vehitiru. And then they said something that is mutar to be used even for uh, even if I need the place. Then even something that is asur, uh, I have the phone on the chair, let's in They only allowed it let's uh, if I if I need uh, to be able to use the melachav heter, I want to use the phone as a uh, as a paperweight or a door stopper, for example. However, if I need to just sit over here, I'm not allowed. And still, and the kelim that you were able to carry were only with one hand, but you can. But if they're heavy, you you can only carry with two hands. Then you're not allowed to carry it. Even if you need two hands to pick it up, except that those you're not allowed for any purpose whatsoever. Okay, it says they were matir, which meant something that is mutar to carry, you're allowed to carry. What's to make a difference? Uh, why? I mean, why are you adding heterim uh, or isurim that were not mentioned in the Braita? Meaning that was allowed to begin with. There's no reason to say hitiru as if something was a sur. Rather, Rava says in the beginning, "Hitiru davashem lachto leheter ben letzorch kufo ben letzorch mekomo." You're allowed to take something that is mutar to carry for any reason whatsoever. Vehazru vehitiru mehamal latzel. Then they even said you're allowed to carry not even just for use, even if you want to take it from the the, the sun to the shade. You don't want it to to break in the you know you don't want the sun to he, overheat it and break it. Vehazru vehitiru davashem lachto leisur letzorch kufo letzorch mekomo in. So you're allowed to carry that's something that is that is only used for isur for whatever reason. If you want to use it as a doorstop or you want to use it uh, to sit in the spot, you're allowed to move it whatever you want. However, mehamal it said lo, but the remote control that's on the chair, you're not allowed to um, you're not allowed to move it from the sun to the shade. Ve'adain ba'adam echad in b'shnei adam lo, and all this that we were matir is by one person, not two people. And until they said that anyone could carry any keli on Shabbat, even if it's a, even if it's such a heavy thing that only two people could carry. And of course, except for the Mesir HaGadol, 
And over here, he, he's a rabbi saying that it's uh, two uh, two people, not one person. And not like Abaye who said that it's one person, and the question is one hand, two hands. And what's the difference between them? Rabbi holds, you know, tafasta, mu'at tafasta, meaning if we could have it, if we could put the sugya, we're talking about one person, it's easier than we're talking about two pers- two people. And Rabbah holds that when we say kola kelim, we're going to try to stretch that as much as possible. Or Rashbah gives another perush that according to Abaye, anything that you need two hands to carry, it's too, it's very heavy, a person's in makzeh. And Rabbi says, you're not maxes something that you need two hands for, you're maxes something that you need two people for. Eti ve'abaye. So Abaye asks on Rabbi from the following baita, Medocha, you have that mortar, the thing that crushes the garlic. Im shum ota. If there's garlic inside, then you're allowed to pick it up. Agav shum. Ve'im lav, and if not, you can't, en ota, you can't uh, uh, carry it. Now, Abaye explaining. According to me, that a klish le isur, you're allowed to carry for its goof. You want to use it for something mutar, but velo mekomo, but not for uh, if I need to sit in that area, I'm not allowed to carry it. According to me, it makes sense because I because I could say that this brayta is talking about a case where you want to sit in the area where the 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 mortar is, the medocha is. But according to you, Rabbi, what what, what are we talking about? So Rabbi says, talking about You want to move it from sun to shade, so we're not arguing. Okay, fine. Now Abay asks another one. everyone agrees. will argue if a person's allowed to carry the pestle, the thing that crushes. That if I once I cut meat on it, I still can't carry it afterwards. Meaning only if the cutting of the meat was already done, then we're going to say, okay, but to hold it, we, no one's going to allow it. Bottom line is, you see, you're not allowed to touch. And it makes sense. Abba is saying, I, I, could, I could just say this Braita is talking about, you want to move the keli for its makom. And that's why it's a sur. But according to you, that it should be muta. So why is, uh, why is everyone in agreement that you're not allowed to touch it? So Rabbi says, we're talking about moving it from sun to shade. And now the Gemara is going to go back to that Braita. And it said, Hitiru, Vehazru, Vehitiru, Vehazru, Vehitiru. And what exactly is going on over there? That's already, this Braita was already written in the time of Nehemiah from the, the Ketuvim, Ezra Nehemiah. Over there they were Mezalzel, they were making light of Shabbat. People were crushing grapes on Shabbat, and they're bringing piles, and it was just one big mess. Amar Bil Azar, he wants to show Kanin or Maklot, Kelustra, Madacha, Kodem, Kulan, Kodem, Hatarat, Kelim, Nishnu. All these, I thought, the following four bright thought were, were said over or written before we, there was Heterim on uh, picking up Kelim. Which Heter, uh, she explains the final Heter, where according to Abaye, you're allowed to carry everything, even the Tzorach Kufam, Nakon Rabah, even the Tzorach Mekumam. And but you'll see that it was uh, that these four brightot were even written way 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 before. So we're, it's a nice uh, long sugya that goes into Kuf Chavdalid. We're going to stop right here, but we're going to we're going to review the Rebbe Lazar what he said tomorrow. Baruch Hashem leolam amen v'amen.